Boom! Welcome back, Cryptonauts, to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am the host today, Jake Jabarelli, with my co-host, Blockchain John, although he is the owner, starter, founder. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, How goes it, John? What's up? What's it? You're just going to say what's up? You're going to tell me what your day? I said, what's up, what's up, what's up? Well, um, let's see, what's today? Today, <laughs> all the days are meshing together, right? It's Wednesday. So, it's the middle uh, of the week. It's hump day. Come yeah. on. What you been so humping? What, what's, what's interesting is that, I, uh, la, la, uh, was it last Friday or 4th of July? Yeah, actually, it was 4th of July. My apologies. 4th of July, I met up with uh, a DJ, just a random DJ. He decided to set up at the park, right? Mm-hmm. So I got him set up. Uh, I had him set up a trust wallet with crypto. So I said, hey, dude, I'm going to try to help you out. We're going to get you some some spots out here because he's a new upcoming. He's an, an aspiring DJ trying to get, get his name out there. He does really good music, so... Uh, I'm going to try to get him hooked up with a couple of uh, little uh, cafe shops locally around here. And, hey, crypt, uh, tips, uh, crypto tips, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe even have him come on here just do some do some beats for us, right? And uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think I, that's pretty cool. We, we, yeah. we replaced Punjete. I mean, we haven't had a DJ in a while. <laughs> yeah, dude, we got to bring we got to bring back the party. Yeah, Friday hey, night parties. If, he, if you'd be willing to do it, we can pay him in NFTs. <laughs> yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> What's up with you? Well, uh, I had a job interview that I think I bombed today, uh, but I thought about this. I went on TikTok uh, earlier with my personal account. Um, basically, said TikTok, hey, you guys working in the job you hate? Because I feel like I was for a long time. I feel like most of my career has been jobs I'm not particularly fond of. I would love to work for me. But then the question was more mm-hmm. of a standpoint of if money was no object, what would you, what would you do? And I think I'd be doing this doing podcasts and doing crypto if money were an object. Of course, some of crypto is about money, so it would be nice if it were objectless. Money, money, money. Anyways, to get on to our intro, I appreciate that everyone's watching. We talk about our coin tree list. You guys can donate to that list, but you can also check out our social media and, of course, where everything is that we produce on YouTube and on Anchor and, of course, on Odyssey, which is blockchain-based. That's library, L-B-R-Y dot TV. But they don't actually have that domain anymore. They're using it purely as Odyssey because it's kind of like YouTube, but blockchain. And, of course, one of the coolest things, if you don't already know about Odyssey, is that Odyssey, you won't have content taken down. That was actually the reason I joined it in the first place because I had people harassing me on YouTube, went to Odyssey. They can't take your content down because it's blockchain-based, not owned by anybody. It's decentralized. So... Check out our coin tree uh, and all the things that we can get on there. And then, of course, check out our T-shirt shop at shop.jabberlay.com slash c3media. You can check out the two T-shirts we have on there right now, which include the Diamond Hand shirt and the Stack Sats and Hoddle shirt. Both of those are $25. Although we have, didn't we talk about taking, accepting other forms of payment? I don't know if we have or, or not, but I think we'd be open to it. So if you guys want to buy something in like Raven, I think we'd be cool with that. <clears throat> Anywho, to get on to the things we typically have at the top of the show, we have the job of the day, which is a job from a company in Frankfurt, Germany. That job is uh, Acria or Acria Network, A-C-R-I-A Network. And the job is a very interesting job that I found. I thought, growth hacker. What is a growth hacker? That sounds like two contradictory terms. Are you a growth hacker looking to make a mark in one of the hottest crypto projects of the century? I'm glad that they're that impressed with themselves. Do you like to speak about metaverses, CryptoPunks, play-to-earn gaming, DeFi, and ways to growth hack projects to the moon with three O's? 
We're looking for a growth hacker with great problem-solving skills. You'll be working closely with our team of experts to build viral campaigns, come up with new strategies, and to growth hack communities. I, it doesn't sound like it's a job that has a lot of skill necessities, although it does say that you should have knowledge of Web Harvey, Octoparse, ParseHub, and other similar tools, as well as knowledge of email, LinkedIn, Reddit, automation, PPC, crypto-related, etc. The list of things to do are pretty slim, but this is a job in Frankfurt, Germany, so if you're not living in Germany, I don't know, maybe this is a remote job? Probably is. It's crypto, right? And on to the quote of the day in our Discord, which we highly recommend that you guys check out and come and join us on Remember, Blockchain John are not, and I are not the only ones here. There are plenty of other people participating on a regular basis. Oh, the yeah. If you go to, to our C3 economy, you can see everybody that's battling it out for some coins and be one of the top richest people yeah. on our server. I just bought an NFT from, from the, the shop there. So if you guys are trying to get, get up your uh, C3 media coin, you're going to beat me because I keep buying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What's the quote of the day, John? Quote of the day is, if crypto succeeds, it's not because it empowers better people. It's because it empowers better institutions. This one's said by the creator of Ethereum, by Talek Buterin. And with that, we're moving on to the news. You want to start us out with some Doge Elon Musk news there, John? Or you want me to hit it? Sure, I'll hit it. Yeah, so this one's uh, over at on Decrypt.co, written by Andrei Begansky. Elon Musk's boring company will accept Dogecoin for Las Vegas loop. The boring company opened a transit station in Las Vegas on Friday and announced Dogecoin as a new payment method for using Vegas loop system, according to reporting from CNN Business. Boring company founder and Tesla CEO Elon Musk said in a tweet that he's supporting Doge wherever possible. In response to CNN Business's story being shared on Twitter, all but confirming the new use case for Dogecoin, the 10th largest cryptocurrency by market capitalization, according to CoinMarketCap. The Las Vegas Convention Center loop has three different stations at exhibition halls within the Las Vegas Convention Center and will one day provide an underground connection to Resorts, uh, a world, uh, resorts world Las Vegas based on the destination uh, travel times used in the tunnel systems vary uh, between one and four minutes. Wow. That's pretty cool. It consists of 1.7 miles. Go ahead. Yeah, it's hella quick. It's good to see. I it's some place. I don't really expect to see traffic in Vegas, but I don't live there, so I don't know. Maybe someone who lives there can tell us how bad the traffic is. But I always thought traffic was bad in other cities, not Vegas. And it's bad here. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. South Bay is horrific. I don't live there anymore. Maybe you know why now. <laughs> so I want to skip on down here. It says uh, Musk has championed uh, Dogecoin for years through spats with the coin's co-founder and an appearance on SNL that saw an asset's price plummet following the, the, the episode's debut. Last month, the billionaire said he will keep supporting Dogecoin on Twitter. Uh, when a user replied in a statement saying Musk should keep buying Dogecoin, he responded, I am. And we'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right, continuing on with the terrible news that's coming out. Not so, this is actually not horrifically bad news. Potato here from uh, China Kadeka. Celsius Network repays another $34 million in Bitcoin. Liquidation price falls below $3,000. Celsius Network has repaid yet another $34.43 million of its debt to MakerDAO as, a former blue, as the former blue chip 
company tries to avert a total collapse. This marks the second such pay repayment in less than 24 hours. Vault 25977, uh, reportedly owned by Celsius, shows a series of payments starting June 14th. Its liquidation has dropped to 2722 earlier this week. The liquidation price stood at 8838 when Celsius paid off a rough $50 million Bitcoin loan. Currently, the crypto lender has 21,962 wrapped Bitcoin as collateral and 41.2 million die debt positions. Crypto Potato recently reported that the crypto lender had repaid $120 million to Maker. The largest payment of $64 million was made July 4th, during which liquidation plunged to a little bit under $5,000. Additionally, the firm also paid a total of $67 million in debt to Ave and Compound in July 2nd. So it sounds like, it sounds like in general they're trying to pay off their debts. It's good to know that they even have money to mm -hmm. pay off debts. Um, but it would be yeah. also nice if they would just please stop letting... I get why they stopped it, because they don't want people to take all their money before they can pay things off. But It's going to happen regardless, right? But uh, I, su I suspect that like, once they open up withdrawals, is there's still going to be a run no matter what. No yeah. matter what happens, the, the collateral impact is the moment they open up withdrawals, everybody's just going to take their funds out and just abandon it. Yeah. So yeah. it's one of those things that let's see how much money they have in reserves just to hold up their company, knowing that everyone's going to withdraw and just wait for things to stable out. So for sure, I, I, my prediction on this, obviously not financial advice, is that the sell token is going to crash even more uh, because of that, that particular impact of what's going on with the... Uh, it, well, I bet everybody's it, paying can, attention. Can you, can you call it an exchange? Can you call it an exchange? What do they call it? It's not really an exchange. It's like an... Uh, an no, because like um, they weren't really an exchange in the first place. They were more just a place to uh, to, to uh, borrow money against, against uh, collateral. So, <clears throat> Right? Because that was what they were always telling people to do. That's how they were making their money was making loans to people off of stuff that people were holding in in yeah. uh in uh in escrow with them so yeah yeah the beleaguer company i'm gonna make this last comment here received a rescue offer from its rival nexo as well as ftx also offered to bail them out uh allegedly detecting a two billion dollar hole in celsius finances mm. sounds like uh, uh actually that sounds worse than than uh the other people we're going to talk about shortly here. <laughs> Let's get to the next news because there's more bad news to sure. come. <laughs> this is uh, going back to Decrypt.co, written by Stacy Elliott. Uh, Stan Bankman Freed's uh, Alameda Research owes bankrupt Voyager $377 million. That's yep. right. It's not often a bar bells out as lender, especially when it's to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. Alameda Research, the firm founded by crypto billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried, that last month extended a $500 million line of credit to crypto broker Voyager Digital. Itself owes the company $377 million, according to Voyager's Chapter 11 bankruptcy filing. It's an unexpected revelation that comes to light by way of bankruptcy that seemed like a foregone conclusion since Voyager disclosed that hedge funds uh, three hours capital owes it more than 600 million dollars a table on page 13 of the bankruptcy filing which was submitted in a new york district court today shows that alameda research owes voyager 377 million dollars at an interest rate of one percent to five percent the outstanding balance that includes a 75 million dollar unsecured loan according to a list uh, according to a list Voyager's largest unsecured claims on page 119 of the filing. 
Alameda Research did not immediately respond to a request for comment from Decrypt. Alameda's debt makes it Voyager's second largest borrower after the insolvent 3 Eros Capital, which also goes by 3AC. When the extended extent of 3AC's trouble became clear, largely because of a $200 million it lost in the Terra collapse in May, its lenders began to realize the huge 3AC loan on their books were about to go into default. Once 3AC was no longer able to make payments, Voyager issued a default notice last Monday. Then on Wednesday, last week, a Brit British Virgin Island court ordered 3AC to liquidate. That means 3AC must cease all operations and allow the court to oversee the selling of its assets to offset what it owes creditors, including Voyager Digital. Wow. It's worth pointing out that Sam Bankman-Fried, founder and CEO of cryptocurrency exchange FTX, has a vested interest in seeing Voyager made whole. At one point, Alameda and its venture arm, Alameda Ventures, were the single largest Voyager shareholders with 11.6% of all outstanding shares, according to a June 17th press release. At the time, Voyager stock VYGVF was trading at just over $1. A week later, on June 23rd, Alameda announced in a press release that it had surrendered or returned in exchange for no money 4.5 million of its shares. That's odd. Mm -hmm. Those shares were worth $2.6 million at the time, and VYGVF was trading at $0.56 cents per share. Alameda's share surrender brought its stake in the company to 9.49%, just below the 10% threshold that would, have made its hold, that would have made it an insider in the eyes of the U.S. Security and Exchange Commission. This is the same SEC rule that requires Tesla CEO Elon Musk to disclose his stake in Twitter in April ahead of making an acquisition offer. On Wednesday afternoon, after the Toronto Stock Exchange suspended trading a Voyager digital stock, it ended the day trading at 27 cents. Wow, wow. what a freaking, uh, uh, yeah, hurricane, man. That's a disaster in itself. I didn't realize that, dude. I thought this guy had money. Yeah. Well, Apparently not. Remember how much money fun. they spent on just, uh, what was it? Was it Crypto.com spent on that on the uh, was it the Lakers Stadium? But I know FTX uh, spent money on putting their names on the on the is it the Miami Dolphins Stadium in, in Miami, Florida? So the Miami, Florida Stadium. I've seen it in the background of other people's uh, YouTube videos. It actually says FTX on. It. I was like, oh, it's FTX Stadium. So did they so, just pay all that money and not actually have it? <laughs> Apparently, but I mean, this so, is this is a huge blow. I mean, the, I guess they get to, I want to put yeah. a little bit of uh, content to this point. When we when we see the the traditional stock market collapse, it only drops like they all they all start freaking out if it's like ten percent or twelve percent. They're like, oh, the world is coming to an end. It dropped twelve percent. Bitcoin drops eighty mm -hmm. percent, and and people are like, yeah, it's a Tuesday. Yeah. I guess it's a Wednesday. But it's yeah. a Tuesday. <laughs> right. And that's true. That's true. That's funny because I was having that conversation yesterday uh, with a coworker of mine. He goes, "Hey, man, you need to get into gold. Buy gold." I was like, "Nah, bro. I don't touch gold. I don't touch. I don't touch any kind of metals like that. I'm all about crypto. This is what I do. I've always done that for for years. Yeah. Gold used to be a thing that I touched early on. That was my first uh, things that I tinker tinkered with. Uh, but right now, nope, forget it. I don't. I don't. I don't touch that. 
Anyways, yeah. that's neither here nor there. Let's continue on. And back to Potato with uh, Dimitar Zanzarov. After suspending withdrawals, Voyager digital files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. You probably noticed we're going backwards in time here because this already happened if you're paying attention to the news at all. Cryptocurrency brokerage firm Voyager Digital Limited and its two subsidiaries, uh, basically having similar names, LLC and Holdings, filed for Chapter 11, Southern District of New York, the step comes a few days after the company halted trading, deposits, and withdrawals on its platforms. Voyager Digital becomes the latest crypto lender to file for bankruptcy, according to the petition from the firm. Seeks to create a financial plan that can solve its problems with debt and creditors and enable it to restructure its operations. It's kind of what Chapter 11 does. It doesn't let you get out of everything. It just says restructure. Stephen Ehrlich, uh, CEO of Voyager Digital, argued that Chapter 11 bankruptcy aims to grant users additional protection and secure their assets. So, you know, if they had uh, preferred stock, those people are getting out first. In addition, the executive raised hopes that the endeavor will provide Voyager with the necessary and efficient and equitable mechanism to cope with the challengers. He also informed the clients that with his cryptocurrency with cryptocurrencies in their accounts will receive an exchange. A combination of crypto, common shares of the newly reorganized company, Voyager tokens, and the proceeds for the Three Arrows capital recovery. Last week, the firm suspended transactions, withdrawals, loyalty rewards on its platform, citing the current adverse market conditions. As in, you guys were betting too big on something that was stupidly uh, volatile like Bitcoin. So, I, I don't know... How do I put it exactly? I don't own Bitcoin or any significant amount of it. And so when people are like, oh, well, I invested my entire life savings in Bitcoin, and then it goes through the floor, and it's like, why? Why? You don't bet more than you can afford to lose. And that's what mm -hmm. these guys did. They all bet more than they could afford to lose. They're like, oh, Bitcoin's going to go up to 180000 or It's going to go up to $500 million. Just listen to the Winklevoss twins. They, they know what they're talking about. <laughs> you know how the, you know the Winklevoss twins got their money? They sued uh, Facebook. So... Yeah, but you got to keep in mind that there's a lot of stupid money uh, circulating in the economy, and a lot of that did go to people that were uh, in the, in the crypto space, right? There was a lot of uh, stimulus money printed yeah. out. No, a whole lot. I mean, we three trillion dollars. Three trillion dollars yeah, went into so it. So all that got circulated. Some of it did actually come into the crypto space. I would say a lot of it, but that's straight up underscore bold letters. It's called stupid money because literally these people were throwing things. Yep at the most stupidest NFTs out there, the stupidest project out there. Mm -hmm. Like these don't mean anything. They don't have any project. Just people are trying to just flip these things out. It's stupid money. Just, just, just want to see if it does anything. Let me, what if I slap it, slap this cash over here on this wall over here? Is it going to do anything? Oh, no, it didn't do anything. Well, let's try this part of the wall over here. Yeah. Jeez. Like, oh, yeah. I do so, feel yeah, bad, a happened. little bit about it. now uh, everyone's. Yeah, I do feel a little bad for people who spent millions on NFT, board eight yacht club NFTs that they, value of so many of the base the baseline I, i've read another article recently that said the baseline of uh, all projects on OpenSea was at one point about two thousand dollars per per nft just yeah. as a default and it dropped down to four hundred dollars yeah. recently um yeah that wow. sucks it really sucks it's a 5x drop yeah. so dude imagine that ah oh, that would hurt especially if you put your whole life savings in there yeah. For, yeah, that's that's a, that's a lot, dude. Yeah, that's if you lot. put five grand or ten Move grand, I'm not saying it's your life savings, but I mean, if you put ten grand yeah. and you only have twenty grand, <laughs> it goes half of everything you own. Oh man, Jesus. 
So. All right, the next news, going back to Decrypt.co, this one's uh, written by two people, Sandra Lutz and Andrew Asmukov. Bitstamp scrapes plans after inactive fees after users revolt. Hmm. The proposed 10 euro monthly fee on non-US customers was not well received. Bitstamp last week made what the company called a quote-unquote hard decision to uh, to levy a monthly fee on inactive users with smaller balances. Now it's walking things back. The Luxembourg-based crypto exchange today announced that after a widespread backlash, it's scrapping the idea. Quote, we've heard the responses from our customers. Bitstamp CEO JB Grafiuks said today in a statement to... What is it? Grafino. Grafino. Grafo, Graftio, Grafido, Graf, Grafo, Grafo. I don't know. It looks like that because it's a French word, and so it's Graftio, Graftio. Graftio said today in a statement to Decrypt, "Quote: We have taken everyone's concern on board and have decided to cancel the inactivity fee. I guess that's my French." The plan, the, the plan was to charge non-U.S. customers who had balances of less than 200 euros and 10 euros monthly fee if 12 months elapsed where they hadn't staked any assets or made any trades, deposits, or withdrawals. The fee would have gone into effect August 1st. Bitstamp users were not pleased. Uh, here's a tweet from Crypto BitLord. This is so disappointing, Bitstamp. It's actually pathetic. You're charging the lowest holders approximately 5% of their account balances, so they are forced to trade or stake with you? How is this even legal? Exactly. <laughs> They're like, well, uh, we can't just have report. people on our platform not doing anything. <laughs> right. A Bitstamp's reversal doesn't change the underlying market conditions that pushed it in. Uh, into consider the fee. The company announced the fee last week amid a steep decline in trading volumes and major exchanges, and one of the worst sell-offs in the history of the broader crypto market. In the last two months, Bitsnap has seen a 47% decrease in daily trading volume, according to data from CoinGecko. At the time of the announcement, the company insisted in a blog post that while nobody loves fees, in order for us to continue providing great services to all of our customers, we made the hard decision to implement the inact inactivity fee. That's that's the that's a horrible way to go. Just straight up, that's horrible. Like, who who up there in management or in marketing thought this was? Yeah, let's just go ahead and charge people that are that are inactive and just have a small fee. Maybe they're trying to mine and and takes them well, a few months to mine. You know, let's just. It's just charged. That's stupid. I, I, I will. How do I put it exactly? Uh, it is a business. And so being a person that owns a business, effectively this podcast is a business. We know exactly how much it sucks to have to support a business that isn't making money. But. Um, sure. I mean, you can't. One way. On the back end, you can't. Can't tell me that on the back end, because keep in mind that since they're, they're holding these coins. Right, they exchange all these all these centralized exchanges hold these coins. They're just not squatting on them. Okay, maybe they're squatting on some some in cold uh, cold wallets, right? Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, a, a huge percentage of it, and then a percentage in hot wallets, and a percentage that's going out in in obviously uh, investing and trading and, and 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 earning a higher interest return back on I it. I think I'm hoping. Right, I think we talked. I don't. We, you and I didn't talk about this, but the one thing that crypto doesn't really seem to have the ability of, or at least it doesn't offer is the sweep account concept. 
and I won't go into gross detail about it, but I basically want to get that businesses that are dealing in regular fiat all over the world, it doesn't just happen in the United States, will, uh, you know, whatever their bank is, will say, hey, uh, overnight, we'll sweep all of your accounts into one, not physically, but technically, and then we'll loan that money out, which they're not really doing, um, overnight, and then we'll make a tiny little percentage of money on it. So you actually get something, that the, the bank itself gets some money out of it. But they have to get authorization. I think, why don't they just do that? They have all this crypto thing in all these different accounts. Just loan it again, loan against it. You know, make some interest in the meantime when people aren't mm-hmm. using it. So uh, maybe it's just not possible to do with crypto. I, I don't really know how the work, back end would work with for how they're dealing with it. But you'd think that would that wouldn't just be trading. So I mean, I I would do realize Bitmex did this when I was using Bitmex a long time ago before it was quote unquote illegal. <laughs> um, they said uh, they would say things like. Uh, well, you know, when you trade, that's where we make our money. It's like, well, if you have a bunch, you know, a bunch of people who aren't making aren't making any trades, you're not making any money. Like, okay, well, then the way that Hot uh, Hotbit does it is they make it very expensive to leave, and so you want to keep trading because you can't go anywhere without you know, like you can deposit, but you can't take anything out. So a lot of people will abandon their accounts, and after a certain period of time, they just keep to keep the money. <laughs> so there are other ways of doing it. You don't have to just grind people into the ground by forcing them to pay a 10 euro fee so yeah all right anyways that's our last article of the day from crypto or either again from crypto potato from a recognized and common uh commonly expert uh author jay swong crypto.com ceo denies imposing withdrawal restrictions which we were just talking about i was trying to allude to it with the recent rise of crypto trading firms suspending essential services due to liquidity-related issues, <laughs> speculations on the next victim of the ongoing market crash have also gone rampant in the community of Crypto.com. CEO Chris Marzalek took to the uh, latest rumors against his exchange to Twitter, clarifying that it did not implement withdrawal restrictions nor run additional promotional programs about deposits. We're not trying to screw you guys here. We're just trying to get our money. Oh, wait. In response to the rumors, the Singapore-based exchange had ex- had changed its withdrawal policy and introduced, quote, special deposit promotions, end quote. The, le- the CEO labeled both claims as fear, unrest, doubt, being manufactured as a false clickbait, as in people rumor, rumor milling for news sake. The He argued that the company is in a good place, not the show called The Good Place, claiming that it may have been one of the top three crypto exchanges of the world this year. It might be. It just might be. And here's a tweet from him. In that same thread, Marzalek uh, revealed that the company has chosen to optimize unit economics. Uh, what does that mean again? <laughs> Amid market downturns, following the massive scaling last year, the exchange can now handle the significant drop in revenue and trading activities since the low point today, according to the CEO, is equivalent to the record-breaking revenue achieved in early 2021. Marzalek's so-called practice of optimizing units may have referred to his earlier announcement of cutting 5% of the work- workforce, approximately 260 employees, a typical measure taken from struggling firms to cut expenses. Because, hey, you know, your your workforce is your biggest expense. It's also the thing that makes you money. So I still don't understand why companies do that. 
Meanwhile, the most altcoin in the bear market, Kronos, or the CRO, the exchange's native token, is down 80% year-to-date. Sorry. Sorry, crypto. Sorry. The Polish entrepreneur viewed the bear market as a cleanup of the industry to get rid of those failing companies and make the whole space emerge stronger again. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, like, like I said, um, you want to read that last quote there? No, that's fine. You can. Oh, you want me to read it up? So okay. The industry would be better after subscale companies with broken business models are out, like Celsius. No. <laughs> so, like I was saying, there's going to be a lot of companies, a lot of powerful companies out there buying up other companies, absorbing them, should I say. Right. And uh, that's my fear is that I don't want to see just a handful of centralized companies out there mm-hmm. dominating the market. I mm-hmm. want to see a, an industry where, you know, there's going to be a, 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 a flourishing amount of other exchanges out there, whether they be, I'm not, I'm not saying that we should always have centralized, there should always be decentralized there as well, or hybrid between the both. You know, if you want to um, ramp through centralized, but then easily off ramp into uh, DeFi, that would be pretty cool if uh, there'd be an exchange out there to do that. Yeah. Yep. So uh, with that, thank you all for watching our half hour show. We're really close to a half hour right now. Let me, uh, let me shout out real quick. I need a shout out to uh, to our Twitch viewers. We actually got two Twitch viewers, actually three of them, but only two of them commented. Uh, we got uh, Nerotis, Nerontis, and uh, Polite Child eighty seven. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, for hanging out, watching with us, and and just just having having a good time, man. You guys are you guys are a bunch of people to hang out with. <laughs> yeah. So thanks all for coming by. Check out oh. our. Our uh, t-shirt shop, which will, as I said before, be getting more things added to it shortly. I wish I could be more clear about that, but it is a part-time job after all. Uh, Cointree, we appreciate donations if you can. And check us out on Odyssey when you can. And as we always say, at the end of the show. Let's go! <laughs> oh, that's not what I would say. Sorry. Stack sats and hodl. And... Adios. Adios.